0: Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. Why do you feel so pressured? Uh, this is a topic I want to deal with today. You know, I don't think it's just me that's feeling this. I believe it's, it's something that's universal. Um, but I want to say this right off the bat. Um, Jesus is bigger than all this. He's bigger than anything we face today or tomorrow. Jesus is unlimited. He's unequaled, and he's undefeated. Um, There is a reason for hope today, and his name is Jesus. You know, with all that said, if you're like me today, as a Christ follower, I sense a lot of pressure and resistance, Um, and it's with this heart I came before the Lord in prayer, and it's with this heart I come before you today as wanting to touch on this subject of why that I feel so pressured or why do you feel so pressured as a Christ follower in this hour? And, um, I see an answer in John chapter 15, uh, verses 18 to 21 in the, and I'm reading now the passion translation today. Um, but starting in verse 18, it says, just remember when the unbelieving world hates you, they first hated me. If you were to give your allegiance to the world, they would love and welcome you as one of their own. But because you won't align yourself with the values of this world, they will hate you. I have chosen you and I have taken you out of this world to be mine. So remember what I taught you, that a servant isn't superior to his master. And since they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And if they obey my teachings, they will also obey yours. They will treat you this way because you are mine and they don't know the one who sent me. So the answer to why we feel so pressured is this. Honestly, it's an alignment issue. It's an alignment issue. Let's just call it what it is. Because we won't align ourselves with the values of this world. They will hate us. They hated Jesus for this reason, and they will hate us. Our values are different from the world, period. I mean, there's no way around it. There is no way to soften it or sugarcoat it. When you align yourself with Jesus and his values, you become out of line with the ungodly culture around us. And as Christ followers, we love those who persecute us. We bless them. We bless those that persecute us. We pray for the people that persecute us. But even in us doing all that, it doesn't mean they're going to accept us or even stop hating us. See, I think that's the, the, the... we come to the wrong conclusion sometimes that if we just follow God, we won't have any trouble. But there's there's going to be troubles. But the Lord delivers us out of them all. You see, when we love those who persecute us, I believe this. I believe it's a seed for their future salvation. I believe God moves on it. I believe that when we bless people who persecute us, I believe it's a seed for their future salvation. No matter what it looks like now, no matter what looks like, if they hate us, they persecute us. I believe that God uh, somehow will give them an opportunity to get saved through our uh, handling their persecution right. But it doesn't make it any easier on us right now. We can still um, wake up and feel the pressure of that, or in social settings, feel the pressure of of all that. But but we get blessed. When we bless those who persecute us, God says we're we're blessed when we bless, can bless them, not curse them, but bless those who persecute us. You know, it goes in line with first Peter four and one. It goes with us being out of a line with the world and in line with God. It says in first Peter four and one, since Christ, though innocent suffered in his flesh for you. Now you also must be prepared as a soldier, having the same mindset for whoever has died in his body is done with sin. In one version of the Bible, it says that we must arm ourselves with the mind of Christ, that Christ understood what he was getting in for. And we must um, also understand that. You know, so he says in verse 2 So live the rest of your earthly life, no longer concerned with human desires, but consumed with what brings pleasure to God. Wow, that's something to shoot for. He said in verse three, for you have already spent enough time doing what unbelievers love to do, living in debauchery, sensuality, partying, drunkenness, wild drinking parties, and the worship of demons. I know I spent so much time. I'm not proud of that, but I spent so much time living that way. I don't desire to live that way anymore as a Christ follower. Verse four, it says, they marvel that you no longer rush to join them in the excesses of their corrupt lives, lifestyles. And so they vilify you. You know, uh, but one day um, they will have to give an account to the one who is destined to judge the living and the dead. Isn't it something how Christians are vilified today? And I'm not trying to have a victim mentality because I believe God's bigger than all this. But isn't it something how the world wants to vilify us for uh, making our own decisions, for standing up for pro-life, for standing up for the things that the Bible stands up for? And these are the issues that we need to stand up for is what the Bible um, stands up for. I mean, uh you know there's there's no other there's no other way around it we can't be christians and not stand up for what christ stands up for in verse 6 it says this is the reason the gospel was preached to the martyrs before they gave their lives even though they were judged by human standards now they live in a spirit by god's standards and see there's the world standards we can either align ourselves with that or god's standards Align ourselves with that. But we can't align ourselves. We can't have it both ways. You see, it, it, there's somewhere we've got to draw a line. In verse 7 says, Since we are approaching the end of all things, be intentional, purposeful, and self controlled so that you can be given to prayer. Above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another. For love will be a canopy over a multitude of sins. Be compassionate to foreigners without complaining. Every believer has received grace gifts, so use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many colored tapestry of God's grace. For example... If you have a speaking gift, speak as though God were speaking his words through you. If you have the gift of serving, do it passionately with strength God gives you, so that in everything God alone will be glorified through Jesus Christ. For to him belong the power and the glory forever throughout all ages. Amen. Verse 12, Beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. Instead, continue to rejoice For you in a measure have shared the sufferings of the anointed one Christ so that you can share in the revelation of his glory and celebrate with even greater gladness. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are greatly blessed because the spirit and the glory and the power who is the spirit of God rest upon you. Let none of you merit suffering as a murderer or a thief or as an evildoer that meddles in the affairs of others. If you suffer for being a Christian, don't consider it a disgrace, but it is a privilege. Glorify God because you carry the anointed one's name. For the time is right for judgment to begin at God's own household. And if it starts with us, what will the fate be of those who refuse the gospel of God? And if the righteous are barely saved, what will happen uh, what will become of the wicked and the godless? So then, those who suffer for following God's will should enfold their lives into the Creator, who will never fail them and continue to always do what is right. What is God saying? Even though you are persecuted and feel intense pressure, even today, know that God will never fail. He'll never fail you. He won't fail, period. He won't fail to keep his word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will remain. Just keep aligning yourself with him and his word and his values. We must stay in alignment with God no matter what others think or say. It's an alignment issue. We must keep giving. We must keep going. We must keep loving. We must keep praying. We must keep sharing the gospel, friends. Alignment is has to be constant. I believe sometimes not even just a daily alignment is good enough. I believe sometimes we need hourly to align ourselves with God. It must be constant. You know, my youngest daughter is learning to drive a car. Um, learning to stay in her lane with the car is important. I'm teaching her how to align herself in the car, in the lane that she's supposed to be driving in so she doesn't get in the wrong lane or, or, or get on the wrong side of the road. I'm teaching her how to look at one point on the car and align herself with the road and then align herself with another point in the car and align herself with the side of the road. To stay in our lane, so to speak, as Christians, We must align ourselves with God and his word. We must align ourselves with prayer and prayer. We must align ourselves to stay in our lane um, so that we stay on the straight and narrow. The Bible calls the path straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to everlasting life. So if we're going to stay on the road, we must stay aligned with God. You know, I know it's difficult at times. I know I'm just not I'm just not sharing this as some kind of idea of mine. I'm just telling you as a as a fellow Christian, we I I myself have to stay aligned with God every day and have to shake off uh, the dust of what people are saying and what people are are doing and how they're treating us we we gotta we gotta stay in our lane and we got to stay aligned with God we got to stay on the straight and narrow uh, of the word of God we must stay aligned on the road and believe me that we'll get to our destination and that's the that's the main thing you know 2 Timothy 4 and 2 Timothy four verses one to five Timothy, In the presence of our great God, Lord Jesus Christ, the one who destined to judge the living and the dead by the revelation of his kingdom, he said, I solemnly instruct you to proclaim the word of God and stand up on it no matter what will arise. He said, rise to the occasion and preach when it's convenient and even when it's not convenient. Preach the full expression of the Holy Spirit with wisdom and patience. As you instruct and teach people, for the time is coming when they will no longer listen and respond to healing words of truth, because they will become selfish and proud. They will seek out teachers with soothing words that line up with their desires, saying just what they want to hear. See, there's, there's, when you align yourself with the world, the world just, they don't want to hear anything that would convict them or convince them, or cause them to change. They don't want to hear that. Uh, Many people don't want to hear that today. But it doesn't mean that we should stop sharing it, because it's the truth of God's Word. It's what will save souls. It says they will close their ears to the truth. And they they don't want to hear it, so they close their ears to the truth. That's why Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. They'll believe nothing but fables and myths. So be alert, he says, be alert to all these things and overcome every form of evil. Carry in your heart the passion of your calling as a church planner, an evangelist, even as a Christian, and fulfill your ministry calling. Remember, today it's important to be aligned with God and his values I believe it's more important than anything else that we can do today is to stay aligned with God. And remember, the people don't, they're not just persecuting you. They're not just hating you. They're persecuting the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. And when they persecute us, they're persecuting him. And so he's the one that will stand at our defense. And he's also the one that will judge us. He's the one that will see us through. He's the one that will empower us. I believe that today, again, it's not a hopeless time. There's a reason for hope today. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Remember, he is undefeated. He is unequaled. The, Jesus is the He's the way, the truth, and the life today. He's the reason for hope when we're feeling so much pressure. Today, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to cast all your care on the Lord today, for He cares for you. Listen, if you're like me, you've you've lost uh, friends, you've 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 had to walk away from situations, maybe even careers, maybe even job, maybe even family. Maybe you're you're being persecuted in such a way um, that is is unthinkable. And we know that our brothers and sisters throughout the world are facing uh, being martyred and facing death for the cause of Christ. But today, listen, allow him to see you through. Cast your care on the Lord and allow him to see you through and believe in the reason of hope, who is Jesus Christ. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.